I mean, I have to take this job. 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 Yeah, let's roll. Let's fucking roll. This is the easiest contract of all time. Hold that tiger. Coach O. I'm tweeting it. I'm tweeting it. I'm tweeting it. Yes. I'm tweeting it. I'm tweeting it. All right, let's fucking go. Let's just go. That was easy. Let's go. You're listening live to One Team One Podcast, presented by Courtesy Automotive Group and Bandit Radio Productions. On this episode, we discuss Coach Doug's to LSU, Tiger Droppings Posts of the Week, and Patrick Mahomes is a Billionaire. All right, guys, we are back. For a special, special episode, it is episode 18, Jack. Big 18. Number 18. Yeah. Who's uh, who's 18 this year? Who who are we going to do 18 this year? Everybody thinks it's a sure thing that it's Jacoby Stevens. Yeah, because he came back, right? The general consensus yeah. would be... Okay. I, I think that would be a good pick, actually. I, I, could see, uh, I could see Todd Harris stealing that, though. No more linemen as 18. Offensive linemen, you mean? Yeah. Defensive lineman, though, is fine. If, if they can wear the number 18, yeah, that's great. Yeah. But if you can't f- literally wear the number 18, then I don't, I'm don't. i not down for having a patch for the number 18. Yeah, no more two 18s also. I'm not, I don't like that. I don't mind that as it's much. It's okay. I don't like it. I feel like they did that, though, because Cushenberry couldn't wear 18. That's true. That's true. That's actually – that's why I was kind of okay with it. I, I liked the patch deal, but it was – um. I mean, know. he could wear it in practice. Yeah, he wore 18. His so, practice jersey was 18. And I get it that he's he's a captain and all that. Right. So, um, yeah, Stevens would be a great choice because he came back. I Stevens think they're always would, wanting those although, guys. Although, I mean, they're out. they're not shot. They're they're not scared of giving it to a junior. I mean, no. Cushenberry and Chasson were both juniors. Yeah. So, it's not a sure thing that it's a senior. And you can't give it to Stingley because he's going to get number seven. Right. Soon. Well, I mean, he's Next a sophomore year. anyway. Um, could be like. I uh, well Chase is wearing seven. Yeah, can't do that. Marshall. Marshall. Eh, he's a not. sophomore. That's or is he a wait, he's a junior. He'll be a junior. Right. Um yeah, Marshall could get it. Uh could be Miles Brennan. No. No? Nah. Why not? I don't because we already have a t shirt on our site for a number fifteen. I would have to change it to an eighteen. I think we could make that work. Who's the it? best eighteen ever? Oh man, you're gonna ask that. Most talented 18? No, no, no. Who's the best? The best. Who was the best 18? Like, who... Okay, you have to dis, you have to explain what you mean by the best. Like, who had the best... It's not for me to explain who the best is. It's, <laughs> your, it's your opinion. Okay, well, if, I, if I'm if i describing the best, I would say who had the best... Uh, like, who played the best with the 18 on. Uh-huh. So, man, I would probably... I want to say Jacob Hester. I would have to say that too. It's either, to me, it's either Matt Mock or Jacob Hester. Right. But Mock actually started the eighteen tradition, so it's like, is he is he an eighteen? Because he wasn't like given the eighteen by the right. teammates. It's like the same thing as like like Ali Highsmith. 
why people don't include him. Yeah, he's not a seven because he wasn't like given the seven. This wasn't like a tradition. He just wore the number seven. All right. So, Matt Mock, you're excluded from this conversation, even though you probably started the whole tradition. (laughs) Uh, So, we're going with Jacob Hester. Yes. And we're going to try to get Hester on the show. We have a connection now. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of things I've been, I've been, dude, I've been wheeling and dealing this week. So, I mean, we're already, we're, uh, we're going to have his co host. Charlie Hannigriff on the podcast. Yeah, we'll have we'll have Hannigriff, and they just started their show today. Yeah, they just did their first one today. Uh, Hester and Hannigriff. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a great episode today, guys. Um, we are big, big fans of uh, Barstool, pardon my take, and uh, Big Cat right. specifically. And um, as you guys know, he's probably as you probably know. I feel like either people really know about this or they really don't know about this but yeah he has been playing ncaa 2014 um during the entire quarantine um and he goes by the name of coach dougs his alias is coach dougs gus duggerton gus duggerton and it started off where he was in a dynasty mode and he started off at Florida State, if I he remember. He started right. off uh, as the offensive coordinator at Toledo. At Toledo, okay. Mm-hmm. And then, then. Took the offense. Uh, I'll, I'll go through the down progression. The, I'll break down the whole timeline. He started off OC for Toledo, mm-hmm. went to the Sugar Bowl, lost to Georgia. His defense gave up 45 points, wasn't his fault. <laughs> uh, as he said in his goodbye. <laughs> letter to Toledo he said uh uh and scored 30 points against Georgia and then in parentheses he said uh my defense gave up 45 uh not my fault <laughs> 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 so then he goes to uh Florida State I want to say he stayed at Florida State for two years I think I remember that too he was there with Jameis mm-hmm. and uh did well there. I don't. He, I think he lost a Fiesta Bowl or won the Fiesta Bowl. He won like the Fiesta Bowl. It was the Hail Mary pass against Connecticut. That's right. And he they gave out Fiesta Bowl T-shirts right. for winning the Fiesta Bowl. Right. right. Uh, this is all video games, <laughs> mind yes. you. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yes. Um, he then travels out west to USC. Okay. He, he's there for a year as the offense coordinator still. Then he takes his first head coaching job at Texas Tech. That's right. Uh, Texas Tech was two and ten before he went to Texas Tech. Got them to nine and three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure how they did in the bowl game, but then he uh, takes a second head coaching job with Tennessee. Tennessee stays there for two years. First year he gets blown out in the national championship to Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. Second year he wins the national the, championship. Starts the season one and two. Right. And he was, and then wins out, wins the national second two loss team to ever win the national championship. Yep. yep. Ooh, hello, <laughs> BCS. Um, <laughs> then after winning a national championship at Tennessee, takes the job at Toledo. <laughs> that's because that's his that's his, his old stomping back to grounds. His roots. Right now right. he's the head coach, not the OC anymore. Instantly wins a national championship with Toledo. Right. Can you tell this is a video game yet? Yeah. Uh. Wins the national championship with Toledo. I can't remember who Toledo beat. Texas? Was it, it was Texas. Texas. It was yeah. Texas. So then last night, as you heard on the intro, uh, he picks LSU. So now he's here. The LSU job opened up. And from, from what everybody says on the chats and all that is if it was LSU or if it was Wisconsin, because Big Cat actually went to Wisconsin. Right. 
um, if one of those schools opened up, he was probably going to take it. And he's got an affinity for Coach O. Mm-hmm. They love Coach O on Pardon My Joe Take. Joe Burrow, too. Yeah, Burrow. Mm-hmm. He Burrow was on the night the night after the championship. Yeah. Or the morning and the morning after the championship and Burrow was the morning after the championship, the morning after he won the Heisman. Burrow was and then he came on a third time just mm-hmm. in the offseason. So I, I've heard a story from Brandon Berrio with LSU. Um he was okay. basically Burrow's almost his personal assistant during the whole uh award season and everything. Yeah. And the night after the championship, uh Burrow goes on Pardon My Take and starts talking about stuff that he probably shouldn't have been talking about um, on on that interview. And we asked Bar- Brandon Barrio about it, and he said, "Yeah, that wasn't a that wasn't a scheduled interview. <laughs> he kind of just went on the show on his own. And at that point, it was kind of like, well, it was nice knowing you, Joe. We have to not associate with you anymore. <laughs> you know, was that, he's not, was he's, that, uh, that wasn't about the Odell stuff? That was, was it? Okay. Yes. When they were asking him the questions, and uh-huh. Burrow obviously was out partying all night. Yeah. Oh so. no, I remember. I specifically remember <laughs> that. I think they <laughs> interviewed Joe, and then they immediately interviewed Coach Joe. Like walks on the set as Joe's leaving. Right. Yeah. This is all right. This is as uh, this is as crazy as it gets with quarantine, right? So this has become something, and like I said, either people know about this or they really don't know about this. Yeah. Uh, if you go on Twitter, you got like real like journalists actually tweeting out breaking coach Duggs is taking the LSU job. And yeah. then real LSU fans who don't know anything about this are, are responding saying <laughs> who is coach Duggs?" And like, and it, people were saying, hold that tiger last night. And they were like, uh-huh. who did we get? What recruit did we get? <laughs> and like, it's so weird how this works where some people know they, they're all in on this. And then there's some people that do not care at all about this. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. But it also shows you, like, when he took that job at Texas Tech, the Texas Tech fan base and the Texas Tech, like, media, uh-huh. like, went all in yeah. on this. They were sending him shirts, sending him uh-huh. hats. He was constantly um, getting tweets from, like, Patrick Mahomes and stuff. Yeah. Air Dugs was mm-hmm. took place at that point. Uh, Tennessee, same thing. It was all, like, crazy. Yeah. Well, he Tennessee. had the big contract with Tennessee. Like, a big, like, uh, what's it called? Sponsorship? Like, not sponsorship or maybe sponsorship endorsement like, yeah an endorsement and like they were he was allowed to like collaborate with Tennessee to like produce merchandise and stuff. oh there's no doubt that's happening now with LSU right LSU is fully aware of all this no for the sure. LSU marketing team is already I'm sure approached Barstool and yeah. is is all over this and they're gonna give him any kind of they he probably can get any merch he wants from LSU to begin with I would imagine uh, so, I'm yeah. sure he's already been outfitted with Hats, shirts, and so tonight. uh, So last night, uh, take you back. um, He actually uh, played his first game of the season. So as this goes, he actually picks the team and then he schedules the team um, for the next season. Players, and he also names his players. Uh, We'll get to that in a second. But whenever he does a schedule, he usually schedules like really tough teams. Right, and he always schedules revenge games. So we talked about he beat. Texas, he in, beat the Texas in the national championship right. with Toledo. So he instantly schedules first Texas, game of the first season, game of season. Exactly. Texas, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they're number two in the country, and they're coming to Tiger Stadium. Yeah. Um, and he plays that game last night. So that was the first game of the season. And then um, he's got two games tonight he's going to play, uh, Navy and Wisconsin. He right. scheduled Wisconsin. Right. Um, I think he wants – I'm, I'm pretty sure he wants to beat Wisconsin so that 
so they know so that they'll fire their coach right and he can take his job <laughs> it's the only form of entertainment we have at this point guys yeah, there's no uh, sports dude, it's crazy to look at the viewers at some points in these oh, videos like i saw 150,250 this time last night uh no it was, it was like one of the national championship games it was like oh, okay. 150,000 200,000 something wow. like that I just mean, okay i was gonna, I was gonna say 90,000 i I mean, this guy's got crazy. a million followers on Twitter. So yeah, well, yeah. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> and so last night they play, um, uh, and so well, let's get to the names. So he he picks oh, his names roster so names. Good. I need to pull this. I know. Up. Let's pull the names up. Okay, let's just go through like the highlights of it. I mean, they're all golden, but yeah. But he changes the names of some of his players, and he's doing this to match LSU, obviously, as much as he can. Yeah. So quarterback. We have uh, Lil John LeBlanc. Yeah! L-I-L John. Like Lil John. Lil, Lil John. What? He's got dreadlocks, everything. He looks, looks like Lil John. Okay! So backup quarterback, he always has his backup quarterback as Blake Bortles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was actually funny. The Blake uh, of the year, at, Blake Bortles. Yeah, exactly. Um, at to, when he went to Toledo, he rescheduled a game, like a game against Tennessee. And uh, he had his backup at Tennessee was Blake Bortles. So then when he played against Tennessee, their starter was Blake Bortles. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so I, there's I, just like all these Blake Bortles in the so, dynasty. And in the backtrack, pardon my take, does an award that they do called the Blake, Blake of, of the, the Year. year right. And they pick a Blake that's the Blake of the Year. Do you know that Kepka? Yeah, Kepka. Right, right, right. He has got his website. Well, it's Brooks Kepka. But Brooks Kepka. Right. He somehow won the Blake of the Year. He won the Blake of the Year. He's got his – if you type in blakeoftheyear.com, uh-huh. it goes to Brooks Kep. Bro- no yeah, way. Brooks Kep's go- website. Awesome. Right. Like the marketing <laughs> geniuses those guys are. That's fantastic. So the big the big highlight, uh, I think, on the roster is uh, is Cam Sandwich. Cam Sandwich. We're he, calling him Cam Sandwich. We're calling him Sandwich because Coach O likes to eat a ham sandwich. Right. But he called him Cam Sandwich, right. um, and he spelled out sandwich like you normally would. Mm-hmm. But that's the like running a, back. Like a white boy. Like a white boy. <laughs> white bread. Acting like he's from Wisconsin. His backup is uh, Cam Bone. Cam Bone, which right. Which is just a great duo So you got right Cam Sandwich and Cam Bone. I'll, I'll list off the wide receivers quick. You got Bobo. Uh, that's Bo. Bo. <laughs> B-O. And then B-E-A-U-X. <laughs> You got Rico Dico, <laughs> Tim Stinkowski, and Dakota Montana. <laughs> <laughs> Dakota Montana is so good. Your center, he doesn't name all the players. Your center is Fat Anthony. Yeah. Uh, tight end is Jumbo Kane. <laughs> His defensive end, he always names the uh, the left end uh, like a double name. So the left end is Kevin Kavan. <laughs> defensive tackle, Tiny Dingle. <laughs> And uh, oh, big transfer! Uh, linebacker Dilbert Duggerton transfers okay. with his father to LSU. So that's uh, Coach Duggs's son. Coach's right. son, right? Exactly. Uh, safety Ray Baker. Ray Baker, that's a great one. Uh, kicker, as always, is PFT commenter. Okay. And uh, punter is in Wood. I don't know what the N stands for. Do you know what the N stands for? No, I don't. I don't either. Um, <laughs> Ray Baker obviously is oh, and another another uh, the, he named the fullback. He always has a great name for the fullback. It's uh, Gumbo Walker. So. Gumbo Walker, 
That's great. Um, he should have named him Tory Carter. That would have been great. The fullback. They, oh, that would actually that would have been, that would have been really good. They they do a fullback of the year award, yeah. don't they? Uh, I forget what it's called. Uh, but they they call it. Yeah, trenchman of the year. No. Oh shoot! I wish we'll I figured out. The name of it. Um, but Tory Carter won it. Did he? I believe he won it one year. Okay. Yeah. Um, Let me look it up. But uh, Ray Baker, such a great one. That's what Coach O calls the son. Yeah. Ray Baker. Um, <laughs> such a good name. Um, yeah, it's just so great to get around this right now. Like, and <laughs> again, you could see so many people get so excited about this last night. And it was like all of a sudden it was like big news happening. I'm surprised I didn't get like an ESPN alert from something like this. Yeah, it's how I, big this has become. Yeah, I mean – it's. I don't think we're too far from ESPN. Yeah. Like, I mean, they got to get, get on top of this. I mean, there's so many people. They're got. It, it's surprising to me that uh, they have advertising. Although going I don't, on I don't know because I don't watch SportsCenter at night anymore. But uh, I bet you SVP's all over this. Oh, I'm sure he is because he's big like with right Barstool and all that. Yeah. Um, I know he goes on uh, part of my take all the time. But they they do these on they do these Twitch videos on on that on that platform Twitch and they're getting advertisers. Av- you know advertising in this we had talked about this a couple of podcasts ago about um who were some of the ads that were showing up in the ncaa 2014 yeah. was it like coca-cola and Coca-Cola, like cola nissan nissan heisman huge. house kind Nissan's of thing. all over the game yeah, and so now they're just getting like free ads from an old 2014 yeah. college football yeah game. they're really getting their money's worth it's so crazy and ea sports what are you doing not coming out with another game EA now? sports sucks i mean I'm it's got to come back right like they've, they've opened up all the rules to straight where straight up sucks you should they're be terrible. able to do this now um, I don't, you should have been ready for this i have like can you imagine if another one came out like the sales that you would have for a game it would be obnoxious i mean it's not that that part's not what's ea's fault that's ncaa shit yeah but, but they've uh, gotten it together now right in there, aren't they not, allowed not to entirely, do this now? Not entirely. It's they're still because uh, it's it's like on a state by state basis right now. Okay. Because like California's done it, I think Florida's done it. I think there's a few others. Um, I don't think Louisiana has uh, allowed it yet for players to benefit off their likeness. Okay, so that's um, got to happen first before we can get back yeah, to this. Um, okay. It's yeah. It, I don't really even understand. It's it, probably even more layered than I'm explaining. But um, so uh, last night. They played Texas. Um, he started off. He had a slow start. Texas got, took the lead. He came back and won the game. And let's first, let's talk about his uniform combination. Oh my! Because we texted each other last night, and I was like, "What is this?" I even tweeted something about it. Yeah. Like, so he picks uh, LSU with purple jerseys. So they got their gold pants, purple jerseys, and he picks a white helmet. Yeah. White helmet, at, purple at first, jersey. At first, all I saw was the white helmet and the purple jerseys, and I just assumed he had the white pants on because I love that look. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people do. And uh, then I see the gold pants. No. Oh, my God, that looks terrible. So he, he had a rough start to his LSU career. Hopefully that doesn't continue. I'm, I'm assuming he got a lot of flack for that. Um, and um, hopefully Greg Stringfellow, if you're listening to our podcast, you can reach out to uh, Big Cat on Twitter and help him out a yeah, little somebody's bit. Somebody's on get on gotta get on him about Gotta that. get on him. Um that's just unacceptable. <laughs> yeah. yeah <it's laughs> especially at home. Like start the home game season with white jerseys with right. your traditional, especially against Texas. Come on. Right. Yeah. So he he started off slow. He came back, uh took the lead and won the game. Yeah. Big star of the game. Cam Sandwich. 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 
for our podcast purposes. Mm-hmm. I um, think I think the thing is that it may be spelled sandwich, but he calls it sandwich. But it's got to be called sandwich. Absolutely right. Uh, just like we would call a ham sandwich a ham sandwich. Right. Um, so he had four touchdowns. I think three three rushing touchdowns, one receiving touchdown. It was shark wheel, shark wheel, power lead over and over and over. Right. Um, four cross. touchdowns total. He loves that cross play. Yes. I love that cross play. Um, so we have now made a t-shirt and it's on our shop page. Uh, one team, one podcast.com. Go to our shop page. Uh, we have tons of t-shirts there, but we have a sandwich for Heisman t-shirt number 41. Coffee's for closes only. And we're thinking maybe he's 41, but maybe he will be moved to a number seven maybe one day. That's what we're hoping for. Okay. I mean, you can only pray. When we do that, I'll make the change on the website, of course. Yeah. But we've Naturally. tweeted that out to them, too. Maybe I'll send Big Cat a T-shirt. Maybe I can f- figure out where to send it to and send him a T-shirt, and he can wear it while he's playing his game. That would be awesome. <laughs> I don't know if that I can get it awesome. over there. We'll figure it out. <laughs> um, so Sandwich for Heisman. Get your uh, get your T-shirt at our shop page at OneTeamOnePodcast.com. Also, f- uh, find us on Twitter, OneTeamOnePod. That's our Twitter handle. So... I thought it was great to. We needed to talk about that. I I need something to be excited about right now. Uh, there's a lot of doom and gloom out there, um, right. and this is the one thing that's going to give me a little bit of uh, joy in my life. You know who's isn't feeling any remorse about anything right now is uh, we mentioned him earlier with Texas Tech stuff. It's Patrick Mahomes. Oh I mean, my God, what a contract that is! Huh? I mean, Patrick Mahomes is he just he just made himself. A half a billion dollars. <laughs> that is unbelievable. And I don't know how much of that's guaranteed and how much of it is like back, like like on the back end of the contract, right. what happens in like eight years if he's like not yeah. the same player and they cut him from a couple of years. I don't know what the end of it looks like. Uh-huh. But in, in, if I think about this right, if he continues to play at a high level for 10 years he just made 500 grand 500 million i mean i think it's like 400 500 i don't know 450 million any like incentives yeah and endorsements right so like he wins nfl mvp like what how much how much extra money is he getting well and he's already like um who's the the hair product a company that he's already got an endorsement deal with but like say he gets something with like nike later on or something like that i mean he's gonna he's gonna make a billion dollars a billion dollars. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um, I've never, I've never seen anything like that. But at the and same I mean, time, it's, it's hard to say he's not worth exactly. that. Exactly. I saw that. I saw Ryan Clark tweeted that today. Like, is he? I mean, he is worth it. Yeah. But I mean, you you think about it. He's already probably the best quarterback in the NFL. I I would I would sure. argue that he is. And he's only what like twenty four. He's yeah. only 24. So you're talking about a contract that lasts till he's 34. I mean, dude, he's Drew Brees be a, is 41. 41, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I wh- mean, what was Drew Brees like when he was 34? He was winning the Super Bowl. Right. So right. I mean, or like look at like Aaron Rodgers. Has Aaron Rodgers started to decline yet? Not really. No. I wouldn't say so. Uh, I mean, and Aaron Rodgers is like 37 years old. So I, I, I mean, here's 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 the problem, yeah. and it, this is kind of this goes along with Aaron Rodgers a little bit is they have to figure out how to work that deal to where they can still get Kansas city weapons and hold on to players. Uh, over the years, green Bay has not fielded a great team under Aaron Rodgers. You're right. Um, behind him. Part of that though is coaching. I agree. Kansas city has a great coach, but I think of, I think of, uh, green Bay a little bit with 
New England as far as not having weapons for their quarterback that's making a ton of money? And is it because they've paid him too much money? I think the Saints have done a great job with this where yeah. they continue to have weapons for for a breeze, but I think it's also because they draft so well. Right. Um, I think that's a very important thing when you get into these heavy, heavy contracts with quarterbacks, how much money you've locked up. Um, yeah. So if they drafted a guy like Edward Zelaer, um, hopefully yeah. they can keep him and he's like a – he needs to be – these guys that they pick like that in the first round, stuff like that, they need to be those Pro Bowl type of guys in two years to where they're still in a rookie deal. Yeah. And then when they have to get paid, who knows? They may have to go somewhere else because right. they don't have and the money you just for them. redraft and – You redraft, yeah. Figure it out. And that's kind of what the Saints have had to do. Right. And, and I think the big one coming up is Michael Thomas. Right. It's Michael like, Thomas, Alvin Kamara is coming up too. I mean, and they're, and they're, in the Lattimore. Saints' case, though, right. Drew Brees is going to be coming off. So he'll yeah. most likely retire, and you'll and have then, some room. And you, but that means you can't spend a lot on the quarterback. So right. it, I think it's very tricky when you get to like salary caps and stuff when you're paying these guys tons of money up front, and they have to know, hey, look, Patrick, <laughs> we're gonna have to work on this deal if you want this wide receiver that you want, right? Yeah. And I think Drew Brees has done a great job of that. What well, now that you've mentioned that? What is what? What are we gonna look like when Drew Brees is gone? I mean, you got Jameis Winston. I so, haven't thought about it too much. Um, all right, so say say Jameis Winston is your guy, and you like him. Because I, I could how much see is it going to cost you to to resign him? I don't think it's going to cost you that much, right? Probably not. I mean, I think you could maybe resign him for like give him like a. He's not going to want a long term like, deal, like some sort of like Teddy Bridgewater, right? Two year, two year, forty million right. dollar contract. So, but if he plays very well, then in two years you're going to be back in that same situation again, where you're going to have to either figure out, look, is this the guy you want to do, or hopefully you can draft somebody, right? And they become your guy. I, I think Sean Payton, like whenever he's around a guy for a really long time, he just starts to kind of like figure him out and like really mm -hmm. starts to like him. That's the thing. Like, that's I, what he did with. I think we both we trust Sean Payton. Yeah in that situation. Right. Like I even like I don't even mind. I don't think it's like a huge long-term answer, but I don't mind Taysom Hill being our quarterback. I I I yeah. trust Sean Payton with Taysom Hill. So, I think that's a weird thing with us too is I don't think that's the guy that's going to take you deep in the playoffs by any means, but I think he could I wouldn't you know, see that. I think he could make a winning season out of Taysom Hill. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with the weapons we have around him, uh and you wouldn't have to pay him very much so you can you know, you can give Michael Thomas whatever he wants. You can give Kamara whatever he wants. You can go get another receiver. Right, and that's why you got to hang on to Taysom Hill, though, right. just because he, he, he's just always a backup plan for you somewhere, yeah. and he's just such a versatile guy. Um, it makes too much sense for the roster not to hold on to him, pay him whatever you need. I agree. Um, all right, before we get into our next segment, big, big shout-out to Courtesy Automotive Group in Lafayette, Brandon Lejeune. Go check him out. I'm going to post all of his information on Facebook. Go give him a like on Facebook and go check out uh, whenever he posts used car deals and new car deals on there. You need to act quickly. Uh, those things aren't going to last very long, um, but big sales on GMC Sierras right now, um, and he will deliver anywhere to you. So they're in Lafayette, but if you're in Prairieville, if you're in Central, uh, I know we got some people in Zachary. You can actually reach out to them. Y'all can figure out a deal even over Facebook, and he will deliver a car to you. No joke. You can actually email him at blejeune at courtesyautomotive.com, and I'll post that as well on our Facebook page. 
Um, so give him a shout out. Also, Court Williams, a uh, big listener to our podcast as well. We'll give him a shout out too. Uh, huge LSU fans over there at Courtesy, and we want to do business with those guys. Um, and they would love to do business with a, a, another LSU fan like yourselves. So we're glad to be doing business with those guys. So again, Courtesy Automotive Group in Lafayette, 4750 Johnson Street. All right, so that brings us to our next segment. Which and is? It's our favorite segment. Oh, yeah. And it's going to start right now. Now it's time for your favorite segment, Tiger Droppings Posts of the Week. All right, guys, it's your favorite segment, Tiger Droppings, Posts of the Week. And Jack has got Tiger Droppings up right now. What are some good ones uh, we got on the board for Tiger Droppings this week, Jack? Well, LSU has been fucked by a dick. Again. And his name is Dick Vitale. Don't Detective be a dick, dick, guys. Hey, go to our website again, oneteamonepodcast.com. Go get your Don't Be a Dick t-shirt. I got one on the mail in the mail uh, going out to Jordy Collada coming up soon. So we're going to get Jordy to wear one of those on the uh, – or off the bench, mm-hmm. hopefully soon. ABC. Always so, be closing. Always be closing, my friend. <laughs> That's right. Coffee's for closers only. Um, so what did Detective Dick do this time? Uh, well, I mean, he hasn't done anything new, but it's uh, 247 is, um, they're not reporting anything, but a lot of the recruiting experts, quote unquote, are, uh, they're flipping their crystal balls to Memphis for Musa Cisse. So, oh, so of all that. of a sudden, Musa Cisse, yeah. he was about to commit. Yeah. Detective Dick gets on his uh, Twitter high horse, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, he postpones it. That way, Memphis could go back in their bank account, get a little bit more cash out. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, crystal balls to Memphis. But no, yeah. Penny Hardaway's not doing anything wrong, right? Not according to he he doesn't have any sources on that so no no sources there, um, okay, so when do we expect a decision on that? Do we have any idea when? No idea. He was coming. It was he was about I, to commit again, right? I, I'm pretty much at a point here where I'm expecting a commitment to Memphis pretty soon. Not if Will Wade has anything to say about it. I'll tell you that. So we just also had uh, Bradley is a wero. He's reclassified. Right. I saw that he reclassified to 2021, and that sort Made of me think gave that we me a were little bit more positivity about Moose Cisse. Right. They're making room in the class for Moose Cisse. Right, exactly. Uh, and they play the same position, so it all kind of made sense. Right. And uh, But then right after that, 247 starts flipping all their uh, predictions towards Memphis for Moose Cisse. So, mm. yeah, I'm not feeling good. I'm not feeling good. Um well, yeah, that's all I got. I just don't feel good. Well, if that happens, the sales for our Don't Be a Dick t-shirt are going to go through the roof. I'm just telling you that right now. Yeah. So feel good about that at least. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to sell more t-shirts. Coffee's for closers only. Yeah, we got it. We need we need Moose Cisse. So that was a done deal, and we got cock blocked by a dick. Yep. Got so. dick blocked, but there's something there. I, I, just, I haven't quite found the joke yet, but it's there. <laughs> So what else we got on on uh, Tiger Droppings? 
Uh, there were a bunch of people this week talking about uh, wearing a mask in the stadium. I thought we could talk about that for a little bit. Um, well, okay. So what are the, what are their thoughts? What the, are their the, they just posed a hypothetical. Uh, if I told you you had to wear a mask to have to to go to an LSU football game, would you go? To go to an LSU football? Yes. And we've talked about all this you gotta before. do all you, all you got to do to get, get in the stadium is wear a mask and wear it the whole time. You have to wear it the whole time. And like just. Hypothetical. Assume they somehow can enforce this and force well, everybody to keep on their mask the entire time. <sighs> would you go? And would like would you be able to enjoy that? Uh, enjoy, maybe not, but yeah, I would go. You see, I actually think I would be able to go and I would be able to enjoy it just fine. And you know why? Why? Because on one team one podcast.com you can go to our shop page and buy a very comfortable <laughs> yeah. mask abc always be closing <laughs> i love it coffee's for closes uh, yeah i mean all any t-shirt you find on our site you can find the same thing in a mask just about every t-shirt uh so y'all go look for that um all right so we talked about this a couple of podcasts ago about first of all they're not going to enforce that in the stadium there's no way the marshals are going right. to be able to go around right. to 100,000 people and make sure everybody's wearing a mask. There's exactly. no way. Now, would they make it a requirement to enter the stadium? For sure, I could see that. And I could even see temperature checks temperature in the stadium. Temperature checks, I could see. Uh, and it might take a longer time to get into the stadium. So, yeah, that's what I'm And we, we also said that there's no way that you'll be able to limit. I don't think there's any way that you can limit the number of people either in the stands. And there's no way that you can social distance in the stadium. Correct. Yeah. So I think we've covered all those things. So sure. what what means to me is you're either going to have fans or you're not going to have fans. Yeah. And there's I, no in between. I think about the people who say like, oh, well, it might be like 20% capacity. Why? Why 20%? Why anything? No, like, I think you're still going to have a sellout if it's LSU, Texas. Exactly. It's still going to be a sellout. It's still going to be 100,000 people in the state. If you allow that, then yes, they will yeah, be out. Yeah, exactly. Because if it's 20%, if it's 20,000 people, so you're going to space those people out? Like, how is that going to work? That doesn't work. You can't. You can't do that. It's not there's, possible. There's no way to do it. And we we kind of covered that before. Is, I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to tell people certain are just seats gonna if they be can't close come? together. Right. They're just going to be close together, regardless of what percent of the stadium you yeah, fill. Yeah, so I've heard hypotheticals of just letting the students in to make it fun. Well, I guess mean, what? All the, students that, will be, all the students will be in one area, right? Like, right. they will be in one area all together. Well, so I think the thinking behind that, though, is that, you know, students are young and le- therefore less vulnerable to the virus and whatever. Well, I think, I think what we're all... I think that's the general thinking there. Yeah, I, it's not, I get it. But I don't know how well thought out that is. It's not. After you see Tigerland with 100 cases, and then all of a sudden you're seeing other people get infected. Right. It, it It's a trickle down. And it, at this point, it's almost like, okay, do, how are we going to adapt to the virus just being here? Um, and I think... I don't know. I'd like to say that we're going to have fans in the stands, but I have no idea what's really going to happen. Um, I think people need to cope with the fact that the virus is here and people most likely are going to get sick and then they're going to get better. And you know what? Unfortunately, you're probably going to have vulnerable people that get sick and they're going to die. 
Um, it's yeah. not a high, high percentage. And it's very, very, very low. And I don't want to be insensitive, but, like, that's, like, on those people. Like, if you know that you're vulnerable to the thing, then you got to... Well, you gotta and you say that, but there's also other cases, like, you know, we have a relative that is elderly, and we'll go see her all the time. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you that I'm not giving her something. Um, I'm not, I'm being careful. I'm going to the grocery store with a mask. I don't go a lot of places, mm-hmm. uh, but when I go to work and there's people that test positive at work and then they stay home, but I don't know who I've been around. So I could uh, easily be giving it to anybody by not knowing. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, like I can't do anything more than what I'm doing. Like right. I'm trying, I'm doing everything again. The people that are really, really stubborn about this though, that don't want to wear a mask. I don't understand it. Like, right. I think I think there's people on both sides that are just. We know somebody very personally <laughs> that will not wear a mask over his dead body. Right. Will he wear a mask over his six foot seven dead body? <laughs> will he wear a mask? And we know who we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's probably not listening. Well, maybe he is. We'll find out. I can't get him to listen to podcasts. If he listens, he can text us uh, right now, right, 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 right when he's listening. Yep. Uh, let us know if he's going to wear a mask mm-hmm. or not. We'll let you know. Respond the next with episode. this code. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, I think we do need to have fans in the stands. Um, I think business needs to go on as usual because the local economy revolves around LSU football restaurants need they need support um lsu tailgating there i mean there's there's so much to rally around when you have this um and also attendance in general for the ncaa smaller schools we had talked about this southeastern how southeastern going to survive without having fans in the stands how southern going to survive without any gate sales for their games so if you make a rule I, I'm worried that you'll see a lot of FCS schools just, cancel. just drop out, right? Just cancel the season. Yeah. I mean, at this point, they're already going to be losing money to begin with, yeah. so just go ahead and cancel it. Yeah. Um, big schools can keep going. Power 5 schools could probably Maybe fill the schedule. Is, um, it, it's going to be a very strange year. Something weird is going to happen, for I, sure. As, as you said that, that kind of made me think, maybe this is like – you know how a lot of people want to shift towards like a power well, five. I think I, I heard somebody. I, I, it might have been Hanegraaff talking about this on the radio, where um, you know you you have uh, Texas San Antonio as the first game of the season. Well, what right. if they decide that's not going to work, or it's mm-hmm. only power five schools that are actually going to play? Well, LSU could cancel that game and reschedule it with somebody else that also has one of those games, and you have yeah. another game. Uh, it's a weird situation this year, and something's probably going to have – somebody's going to have to concede something this year. Um, yeah, definitely. You, you know, I've, I've heard uh, – I heard another podcast, actually, shout out to those guys. They were talking about um, – uh, you know, one of the one of the weird things is we're on, like, the – we're on the um, the incline right now as far as a program goes. We're, we're climbing that hill, and we've kind of, like, overtaken yeah. – Alabama at this point we have all the momentum in the world we have the recruiting momentum going crazy right now mm-hmm. and um, the only thing that can derail us at this point is not having football and yeah. like we have a stacked roster again um, people are under uh, they're they're overlooking us again yep. and it's like we have the ability to to become a dynasty here and that could derail this a little bit so hopefully that didn't happen and we kind of can stay on the same course yeah well, speaking of recruiting, though, oh uh, yeah, 
Huge weekend, huh? Big weekend. And um, Did we get all three of these commits since the last podcast? Well, we had Naquan Brown when we last That's talked. That's right. We already had Naquan Brown. So we added... Chris Ke- Hilton. Kurt, yeah, Chris Hilton and Keanu Coat. Uh, how do you pronounce, it, pronounce his name again? Keanu, Keanu Coat. Coat. Um, Where's he like, from? I forget where he's from. I don't know, but he's going to wear that quarterback like a coat. <laughs> okay, you know I what I'm like saying? That. Okay. You got it? I'm you get it? You. I'm with you. Um, we didn't get Caleb Williams, which we knew that was going to happen. For sure. Um, that was zero shock. No, and as much as uh, our boy Lon wanted that to happen on Twitter, that uh, was not happening, Lon. Lon. Sorry, buddy. He, uh, he was he was pushing it hard. He was. He was going to be like, look, he if he's going to commit second. to LSU, it's because of me and my articles. <laughs> <laughs> Please open this, Caleb, and read my love letter. Um, Dude, he had me for a second. I was. I, I just kept. Like, you thought waiting. it was happening, huh? I, I didn't think it was happening, but he had for me for a second. And I was like, this is this this is possible. <laughs> <laughs> you he hear that, hyped. Lon? You hear he that? Get me hyped up, man. Um, so yeah, that wasn't happening. He was all OU, um, yeah. and I think when Nussmeier committed, it was just kind of like, okay, here's where you're going to go, here's where you're going to go, and they just plotted the courses. I don't know why everybody was, I, not everybody. He's a great player. There were there were a lot of people that were surprised about it, and I'm like, the dudes had Lincoln Riley and his mom as his profile picture for the past five months. Okay, here's another thing, <laughs> and I'm st- I feel like I'm stealing this from another podcast that I love to listen to. Um, but they mentioned this about Arch Manning, um, and it's something I didn't think about, but, uh, Ed Ogeron apparently has a really good relationship with Archie Manning from his days at Ole Miss. Okay. So there is a connection there and it's something where O is reaching out to them and he's still a young guy and there's a relationship that's building there. So there is a chance. I still think it's a low chance that we get somebody like Arch Manning in the future, but there is a chance of that. Kojo got to Ole Miss what year? Was that 20, 2004? 2004? Oh, okay. I was thinking maybe he would he would have been around for Eli, but that's no, I guess not. No, he wasn't uh, there then. Uh, he was there after that Cutcliffe. Cool, that would have been a really cool connection, though. Yeah, um, after Cutcliffe, he took that job. Um, right, okay. But, yeah, I didn't think about the, the relationship there. Uh, with Ole Miss, I, honestly, I hadn't had any yeah, hadn't had any thoughts about that. But um, interesting, interesting for future quarterback uh, recruiting. But I will say this: like a guy like Caleb, Caleb Williams sounds like a, it looks like an extremely talented guy, number one quarterback in the country. Um, everybody probably wanted him, but does he look like he's like more like a prima donna a little bit? Does he come off that way to you? Yeah. I, I see a cocky I, attitude. Are, are you just kind of linking them together with Spencer Rattler now that they're on the same team? Spencer Rattler prob- probably. Spencer Rattler's a douche. He is, but I'll I kind of get this vibe, like this whole I'm um, the Superman vibe that he kind of tries to true. come off he with. He does call himself Superman. So. He calls himself Superman, so yeah. you can't tell me he's not cocky. He's at least cocky, but he's um, in a cocky confidence. And I get it that he's very talented and all that. And, you know, Joe Burrow, we've talked about this. Was he cocky? No. What's our, what's our word? Well, he has moxie is our word. That's our podcast uh, word. Go get your moxie number nine. Mm -hmm. Well, this is the shop page shout out today. Coffee's for closers only. (laughs) I mean, we got all kinds of things for you today. Um, Yeah, he had the moxie and he had confidence and like swagger. I think we would always say swagger Mm -hmm. when we describe Joe Burrow. But cockiness wasn't one of them. And I just feel like 
I don't know if that's the kind of the guy that they're trying to recruit that has like a confidence kind of like silent killer kind of type. Uh, Max Johnson. I have, I feel like that with him. Nussmeyer. I've seen some stuff about Nussmeyer and I've seen some interviews with him and he's very like put together and he's not like, you know what the, the big thing that's all these quarterbacks have is, uh, coaches. All, all of their, they're all coaches yeah. sons. Well, or should say players sons, Doug Nussmeyer and, uh, and Doug Johnson, not yeah. Doug Johnson. Um, Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson. Sorry. Hopefully mm-hmm. we don't need Doug Johnson's son. Um, Who's Doug Johnson? Florida quarterback, ninety-seven. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is he good? I mean, he was good in college, I guess. Okay. But we beat him. Oh, nice. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah. So they they have like a big pedigree that they that they right. that they're under, obviously, and they. I mean, they're they're put together very well. I'm sure, and I'm I'm sure Caleb Williams is too. But there's something about him that just kind of screams like, I don't know. All I'm seeing, all I see is like a freaking stud. I don't, I don't, I haven't seen much about him, like him showing his personality. Uh, I've I've seen some of his tweets, but I mean, but I like what, the idea of us. What like, kid that's not, what what kid that's the number one quarterback in the country coming out of high school isn't like pretty damn cocky, you know? No, I get that, and. I don't know, but if Nussmeyer was was always thought of as like a highly, highly touted quarterback, I sure. mean, I don't know. I just I feel like they they saw somebody like Nussmeyer and they pulled the trigger and they said, you know what, we're not going to wait on this kid. And if we get him, that's great. We'll yeah. continue to recruit him because we need you have to because he's such a good player. But right. Um, but otherwise, I, I, I like the idea. You go get the sure thing guy instead of waiting around, like. For example, like you did with Travis Etienne and uh, Cam Akers. Right. Yeah. Learn from that mistake. Um, Go get a a different top 10 quarterback, even if he's not the exact guy you want. Speaking of Cam Akers, I think of of Cam Akers and I think of Marvin Wilson. We wanted both of those guys so bad, right? Um, Caleb on Chase on was at Marvin Wilson's. Chase on committed that day. Right after his commitment ceremony, he drives to Marvin Wilson's uh, high school. I remember when Caleb Vaughn committed. And they were best friends. They lived, They grew up in uh, Houston together and all that. He goes to his, and he's thinking that Marvin Wilson is going to commit to LSU, and he's there for the commitment ceremony. And Marvin Wilson pulls out, like, Florida State shoes and puts them, like, Florida State Jordans or something like that and puts them on as far as his commitment and all that. But, like, Marvin Wilson's going to be a top NFL um, prospect this year at Florida State, but his career has not panned out the way he wanted it to. Right, Cam well, he, Akers. He trusted the wrong coaches. They did. I mean, who who's he had at Florida State? I mean, I guess he had Jimbo for the first year he was there. Yeah, I think they committed to Jimbo, and then uh, and then that turned into got stuck with uh, Taggart. Taggart. Ugh. Right. Jeez, that sucks for those guys. And man. now they're at Norvell. So right. And Cam Akers is in the pros now. I think he got drafted by the Rams. He's probably yeah. a good fit. But um, Cam Akers is good. That was a that he was is a good, good but like yeah, they put their trust in the wrong people, like right. you said. Um, I mean, Cam Akers was under Miles. That wasn't when Miles was here. But how many touches would Cam Akers would have gotten in our offense? Although Holy I mean, cow. you think about it, we were loaded 20, though. Well, who were they deciding between at the time? So they were. Well, we ended up getting that uh, was that was right when we hired Coach O. Right, but that was we got uh, Elair that year late right. after. But everybody thought that was like a nothing burger. 
They did. Well, it was because what we were doing, we put all of our eggs in the um, the Cam Akers basket. Exactly. And when he decided he was going to go to Florida State, we jumped right back on to um, ATN again. Well, right. That was and that was too Coach late. Coach O was trying to reel in all the slack that uh, Miles Les, left. La- Les Miles let out. Um, and then we ended up getting Elair. Although I think people uh, overemphasize Les Miles' role in that because, I mean, Coach O was the recruiting coordinator at the time. Right. Uh, he had just uh, – maybe not just as much say, but, I mean, he could have made that happen, I think, anyway. Probably. I, I think they they probably made some commitments to Cam Akers like we weren't going to recruit. They did a lot of that stuff back then. It was the same with uh, Felipe Franks. Yeah. And um, who was uh, – was it Brennan? It was Miles Brennan, Miles and, Brennan Felipe, and Felipe uh, Franks. And Lil Narcisse, too. Right. And, yeah, that's right. And so – Brennan decommits when we get Felipe Franks mm-hmm. and then comes back on and Felipe Franks decommits. Right. Uh, thank God. That's yeah. another one. Can you imagine our team with Felipe Franks, Cam Akers, and Marvin Wilson right now? Uh, I know. It's not it doesn't have anything to it like right. you thought it would have. I, I what I really those were like, big time guys yeah. that, that you at the time everybody was like, This is a must you must get this guy. Right. So back to the main point, though, about Garrett Nussmeyer, uh, I think one of the biggest things with Coach O and why he's so good now is his ability to learn from his own mistakes. Mm-hmm. And so he learned from that mistake with Travis Etienne and with Marvin Wilson, like you say. He went and got his guy, and now we have Garrett Nussmeyer. Uh, I, 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 we have a top-ten quarterback for this next class. Yeah, and I think that's the way to go other than I, – I don't know. I'm telling you. I don't – Maybe I'm going to be wrong, but Caleb Williams, something about this guy just rubs me the wrong way, and I don't know what it is. He'll win the Heisman. Uh, he'll win the Heisman. <laughs> he'll, Matt, he'll win the Heisman. I don't know. <laughs> I promise he's going to win the Heisman in probably like two or three years. I think at this point, though, it's going to be hard to win a Heisman and not win. The, I guess. Well, I guess you get to the playoffs and you win the Heisman before you lose because Oklahoma probably will still lose yeah. in the playoffs. Right. Okay. I mean, what they did it two years in a row. Oklahoma did. So the third year, they came in second. um, Do you think that Caleb Williams will – so Spencer Rattler is a sophomore this year. Yeah. So is he going to overtake Spencer Rattler? I know we don't know too much about Spencer Rattler is a junior? Well, he's – Spencer Rattler is going to be a sophomore this year. Right. So, are you saying that Spencer Rattler is going to leave early, or is he just going to take over from Spencer Rattler eventually? Probably, like, he'll like probably beat take him out. over from Spencer Rattler eventually. Uh, beat him out, or no, no. But he's going to Spencer sit Rattler and wait. will leave, and then Caleb Williams will come in in his sophomore redshirt freshman year, or whatever. Uh, oh, there's no way this guy redshirts. No way. Spencer Rattler did it. Did he? Th- no, he didn't. Did he not? If he did, it was because he didn't play. Like, and they they had Spencer the Rattler came in, thought he was going to get the job, and then they went and got grad transfer Jalen Hurts, and right. then Spencer Rattler sat through that. Well, if he's if he's a redshirt freshman, then there's no way. I mean, Caleb Williams is probably thinking he's going to beat him out. I think Caleb Williams is probably thinking Spencer Rattler is going pro in two years. Well, and here's the other thing is when you look at Oklahoma quarterbacks and you look at – all right, so the last three Heisman Trophy quarterbacks, you got Baker Mayfield, 
um, Kyler Murray and Joe Burrow. Right. So there were all three transfer quarterbacks from their original schools, and there were all seniors when they won the Heisman Trophy. So it takes a long time to get to the level that you need to be to win the Heisman Trophy, and they're all number one picks. So that's three yeah. things they all have in common. They're the all number one overall picks. Mm-hmm. Um, is is somebody like Caleb Williams thinking about that at a high school, or is he thinking about oh when when am I going to play first? You know, is he thinking okay Oklahoma is going to be the place where I can stay and wait till I'm a senior to win the Heisman Trophy and be the number one overall pick, or is he thinking okay three years and I'm gone? Right, because that doesn't happen. Right. Um interesting point but and then all, to know all, all respond to that with is that i think oklahoma is finally at a point now where they're going to be able to just have their own guys at quarterback and plug them in and play instead well, you would of think they're, that they're finally at a point now where i don't think they have to go get transfers anymore right because lincoln riley came in and i mean baker mayfield transferred after his freshman year from texas tech, texas tech right uh, Kyler Murray transferred after his freshman year from Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. So these aren't like, like yes, they're transfers, but they didn't like just come in for one year and then uh, leave, you know? Right, but I, I like think Kyler that's Murray important was at for Oklahoma for I think three years. I think it's important for like big time, especially quarterbacks. I think the quarterback position is the one that you always think of is these big time quarterbacks that feel like they're making a decision um, that's going to get them to the pros early. Like really, they need to be thinking about okay. Um, first of all, they, I think they really need to think about this might not be the, the rules are different now. This might not be the place that I end up graduating from, or this might not be the place that I end up finishing my, my college career at. Um, so that's actually an interesting point. So Joe Burrow started with Ohio state, right? Mm -hmm. He got coaching from urban Meyer and Ryan day and, he didn't win the job at Ohio State, but he had all that really good coaching from those guys. Tom Herman, too. Tom Herman, yeah. I forgot about Tom Herman. Uh, he got really good coaching from those guys and was able to use that to go to LSU and then be good at LSU because he had all that coaching already. Right. Um, and not to discredit anything that LSU did. No. Uh, yeah. Um, I think it was a perfect timing kind of situation. But, like, you go to a place. If you, if you don't see anywhere that you can start immediately that you like – like he could have gone to Maryland and started immediately. But if you want to go somewhere that you want to get really good coaching at first and then try to win a job, uh, you can Lincoln go Riley, some, you can go for sure, go play for Lincoln Riley and get really good coaching from him. And if you don't win the Oklahoma job in a couple of years, you can transfer wherever, right? Maybe back to Maryland. Maybe. Um, I mean, yeah, Maryland, I'm sure you could play at any time, but yeah, that's very interesting. I, I don't, I think that, um, uh, some of these guys, especially at a high school, they got they they're got pumped up egos because they're the guy at where yeah. they're from. And a lot of these guys start thinking and you, you see the recruiting uh commitment stuff where they're like, In the next three to four years I will be spending my time yeah. thinking that they, after their junior year they're just gonna go pro. Um that's yeah. not necessarily. A lot of these guys the do case. have that mindset. And I think a lot of that's because of the uh the the uh the recruiting that they get. Oh, I'm sure people are like, oh, yeah, you're oh, yeah, I'm going to be able to get you out in three years for sure. Right. Right. Um, But it's it's so interesting to see the last three quarterbacks um, all chosen number one overall. Yeah. And they're all transfers seniors. Yeah. Um, And 
they maxed out like the amount of money that they can make by the decisions that they made. So um, do you want to be a Jordan Love who comes out early and then he's uh, he's still a first round pick, but he ain't making the money that Burrow made. I'll tell right. you that. So he could have transferred uh, because he graduated, or I think early. Uh, right. Love did. He could have transferred somewhere and actually played somewhere this year, right? I mean, at like a high a high uh, level. Um, that would have been an interesting. Like if he would have transferred to like Georgia or Alabama. Yeah, I mean Georgia for sure. I think Georgia was looking. Um, right. So Newman at Georgia, um, which I still don't. I'm not. I'm not fully on board yeah. with that right now. Although I will say, I think I like Jamie Newman more than I like Jordan Love. Yeah, you're not high on Jordan Love. I know that. I'm not. Um, I'm not at all. I'm not high on. I don't think I'm high on any other SEC quarterback. I I think I'm. I think at this point I'm I'm Miles Brennan or bust. I'm like I. <laughs> I see Miles Brennan win the winning uh, first team you All SEC. You gotta imagine though someone stepping up. But I preseason, mean, I can, I can, I can. It's I can Mac get Jones, Mac Jones, uh, which you think step up. you think could be in a quarterback controversy maybe by the end of the year. Yeah, but that's not a slight to Mac Jones. As no, much it's as not. It's but I mean, that it's a it's a problem. For sure. Um, yeah. Kyle Trask, which let's call him Kyle Trash. That's what <laughs> I'll call him. <laughs> I'm gonna make that T-shirt. Yep, it's coming. Um. Felipe Franks? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Jamie Newman. So that I guess that would be another one because everybody's kind of on this Georgia's got a new offense train. Um, I don't know. I'd have to see it to believe it. It's kind of like when I'm sure Georgia fans listen and LSU fans say we have a new offense coming this year, last year. Yeah. <laughs> they were probably like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I need to see that kind of stuff from those guys. I don't. I don't think that's – I don't think that's credible yet. And I've seen Jamie Newman play, and it's not – I mean, he's good, but it's not, right. like, off the charts or anything like that. It's not off the charts. It's, no. It's, I mean, he's just – he's fine. It's like, Bo oh, Nix. Okay. I've seen some stuff about Bo Nix is going to be – I saw an article. I don't know where I saw it, but it was, it was probably an Auburn fan who was saying that Bo Nix was going to be the best quarterback in the SEC this year. And um, I, I think Bo Nix is talented enough to uh, – if he can, if he can just sharpen his accuracy a little bit, he's he's super athletic kid. Well, and I think we say the same thing about Miles Brennan. If Miles Brennan is accurate, sky's the limit. Yeah, I mean, four thousand plus passing yards. I I already I'm I'm pretty convinced that Miles Brennan is an accurate quarterback. Uh, based on the I mean that's the short amount of I think that's the only thing that we don't know. Hundred percent yet is like the big thing I want to see is what we were talking about earlier with uh, Joe Burrow and Nussmeyer. Is is he a confident quarterback once he gets into the game? Yeah, is the team going to rally behind him? Right. Uh, is he going to make good decisions because Burrow? Right. Made is every he going to be able decision. to keep cool and all that? Right. You know, is he going to? How's he going to respond to pressure up the middle or yep. you know, yep. whatever? Is he going to be able to avoid sacks? Right. Because uh, you don't necessarily have to be a great athlete to have really good footwork in the pocket. Well, that brings us to our next segment. It's now time for your favorite game show. Guess Miles Brennan's weight. All right, Jack, how much does Miles Brennan weigh this week? So he was 218 last week, so I'm going to go with 240 pounds. I'm going to say 221. 
Well, next week, guys, we want somebody to call in, let us know, or reach out to us on Twitter. If you see Miles Brennan anywhere, especially out to eat, take a picture of him. First of all, he needs to be wearing a mask. We've, co- we've covered that one. And you better be wearing a mask if you're going up to him. You better, yeah. Do not go up to Miles Brennan without a mask on. Preferably at One Team One Podcast Mask at OneTeamOnePodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Shop page. Coffee's for closers only. You can find any mask in any of our t-shirt varieties. So we also want to take a picture of what he has on his plate in front of him. Um, it needs to have bread. It needs to have some starch. Uh, we need Miles Brennan up to his uh, SEC playing weight. Speaking of, you can get your Slim Reaper t-shirt yep. at OneTeamOnePodcast.com. You can get your Slim Reaper mask. You can get a Slim Reaper mask. Holy cow. Coffee's for closers only. Jesus. We have gone freaking crazy. Guys, we've sold out. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, guys. We are going to cut it short this week. We have to get ready for the Navy uh, game and the Wisconsin game tonight. Yep. So go to uh, go Wisconsin check out. Wisconsin game, by the way, in Lambeau. In Lambo, Just like in 2016. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got to watch that. Uh, pulling for Dugs. So, again, guys, you need to reach out to us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Our Twitter handle is one team, one pod. Um, also, go check out our shop page. I think we've mentioned it once or twice today. Coffee's for closes only. One team, one podcast.com, and you can click on shop. Uh, have tons of T-shirts, masks. You can get anything you want on any any variety. If you can't find something, let us know. Uh, reach out to us on Twitter. Uh, send us a met- message there. If you want us to, if you have an idea for a shirt, we'll we'll love to hear those as well. Um, big big shout out again to Courtesy Automotive Group and Lafayette Brandon Lejeune. Um, I'm going to post all of his information. You guys reach out to him. Uh, make give him a like on Facebook and maybe send him a message if there's a deal that you're willing to make. He will listen to you, and he'll try to make it happen for you guys. So, again, courtesy Automotive Group, courtesy Buick GMC in Lafayette. Uh, with that, I guess, Jack, anything else you want to talk about? We're all good? I think that's a wrap. That's a wrap, guys. Let's go check out some ducks, uh, huh? Maybe not a wrap. Maybe it's a, a cam sandwich. Cam sandwich. One Team, One Podcast, a Bandit Radio Production.